to be here with you today with Tyler, a Lutheran pastor, Tim, a United Church minister, and myself, Gwen, an Anglican priest. Today I wanted to ask or talk about um, Christianity and why we have anything to do with it, given some of the awful things associated with it. So Christianity has a spotty history, as we know, uh, in many places as a religion that forcedly and sometimes violently displaced the culture and faith of people that had long lived in those or these places. And then there's all that enforced patriarchy, the repression of sexuality and especially queer sexuality, the teaching of passive obedience to power. There are a lot of reasons to be suspicious of Christianity as it has played out in our world. So my question today is, given the sins of Christianity, have you ever wanted to walk away or walked away? Have you ever been an atheist or uh, not a Christian? Oh, that's, uh, I mean, that's, I'll start by giving my general answer to that. Um, have I ever considered myself an atheist or not a Christian? I would say I'm a Christian about 51% of the time which is sort of just enough, I, I feel. Because, you know, when we're honest with ourselves, the, the amount of doubt and struggle and frustration um, of, of, of heartbreak and, and all that, uh, it, it does weigh on the, the soul and the spirit. And there certainly is an urge to, to walk away. Um, that being said, I never have. Not, not since I sort of became a Christian, but, but we can talk about that later. But, uh, but I, I, I never have walked away from it. Thank you. I would say in my experience, I, I was... I sort of got connected and started exploring my faith. Uh, my high school was also a Christian, had a bit of a Christian pedagogy to it. And so, so that, that added, added, added to my own personal exploration. Um, and, and then when I came back to, uh, to university, um, in, in Ontario, in, uh, in Guelph, I, um, yeah, I kind of walked away from it. I, um, uh, but I guess I still maintain my Christianity. I, I don't want to mix this up with Christianity and church. So, so I'm trying to keep those two separate, um, because I think while they're connected, they are, are kind of different. Um, mm. So I, I walked away from it, but then, you know, I just started exploring deeper and deeper and deeper and, and my theology and my faith in Christianity uh, began to grow and grow and grow. Uh, but I mean, it, it, it ebbs and flows, right? It, it's like, you know, and it's not just, I only half believe sometimes I'm like full wholehearted into it and other times I'm really, really not. And so when I say that 51%, it's, it's sort of like, I mean, obviously it's a bit tongue in cheek, but, but it's this sense of, yeah, I'll have weeks, months, years when I've been in ministry, when it's like, geez, I'm really struggling with all this and I don't know what I'm doing with it. And I don't know why I'm doing it. Um, and so, so, so that would be just to, to flush that out a little bit more. I, I'm curious what your answer is, is Gwen. <laughs> Well, I'm wondering if um, my more extreme reaction against Christianity for about 10 years, my 20s, I would say I didn't want 
be associated with Christianity because of all the negative things about it. I'm wondering if that has to do with the fact that um, I didn't grow up Anglican. I grew up in a sort of um, born again, charismatic home church, non-denominational kind of thing. And um, that's not all bad, but there's cer certainly some really bad things about it. I think some really harmful things about that culture, the culture around it, which is extremely conformist. So it's like either you believe all these things and follow all these rules exactly as they are, or you can't be a person of faith at all, then you're separated from God. And those were the options. <laughs> and it was highly demanding. And I was kind of a super achiever about it as a youth, good fundamentalist, <laughs> good and judgmental on myself and others. And But I was watching friends of mine who weren't able to conform to that for various reasons. One friend, for example, was gay, mode as gay to me. And um, as I was watching people who weren't able to conform to it, I was realizing I loved them just as much. I didn't think it was a problem. Their lives were not less healthy because of it. Uh, and they seemed happy. <laughs> and I started to realize there was something really wrong with the way I was seeing the world and the way that I'd, I'd really embraced in seeing the world. So maybe it's partly my reaction. Partly I, um, I didn't want to be associated with any of that. I didn't know there was any other options. I grew up um, hearing that, you know, Catholics were pagans essentially and, you know, United Church, Lutheran and all those, they were more just social clubs <laughs> that people weren't very committed in them, right? Or their lives weren't really changed by them. Go ahead. Your, your, your statement of like sort of having this youthful conservatism in your Christianity, that rings true for me as well. Oh, and really? So yeah, very much so. So when I was, when I said I started exploring it on my own through my high school and through Lutheran church, uh, the Lutheran church was pretty good. But in my high school, I mean, you know, I was 14, 15, 16. It was sort of my, um, my child rebellion I guess, like a lot of people rebelled. I, I had another friend who, who, who put it, yeah, Christianity was my, my teenage rebellion, which is kind of the worst rebellion ever, but it, it, it is what it was, right? And so, so my family, which was not overly religious, you know, they appreciated the, the social aspect of it to a, to a point, um, but the theology of it, they weren't a part of. So I really latched on to a very conservative theology. And it was, it was a similar thing. I was in high school and I was taking a, a religion class and, you know, someone else in that class, I can't remember what it was about. It was either looking at Paul or, or Mark or something. Um, and someone had said, yeah, I mean, you know, we're all such awful people and God is so wonderful. And we're very fortunate that, you know, if we're Christian, that God is graceful enough to love us, even though we don't deserve it. And, and that, when that was said, that was sort of my first, something inside of me kicked and said, well, wait a minute. What? That doesn't ring true for me either, because it, it was an odd thing going to an international school with a, a conservative Christian bent when a significant portion of the student population and a great number of my friends were not Christian. And so that, I was like, well, wait, so is so-and-so going to hell? And, and I just started putting those pieces together that, that just didn't reconcile with the idea of a loving, loving God. And so that was sort of my journey out of that, um, that way of seeing, but I, but I resonate with the idea of having a, a like a 
quite a conservative bent to it. Um, yeah. Tyler, did you grow up? I think you might be the odd one out on this. Did you grow up quite conservative at any point or no? Well, I grew up in BC on Vancouver yeah. Island. And um, I would say that I kind of hid my faith like from friends. It's not that I was sort of actively like um, stepping into a corner or something as soon as the topic came up just so I wouldn't have to address it or anything. It was just, they didn't go to church. I did. And it didn't really have any connection to life outside church was church and then i did school and i did work stuff or or other life stuff and um and i think in a way my parents my dad's a pastor um i i think it would have been he and sort of my mom and the older generation at least from my experience that had gone through some of the need to differentiate an older version of the faith that their parents, that my dad's parents would have had versus what my dad was trying to live into himself and then pass along to us kids. <clears throat> because I, I found there was openness in a lot of it, um, that even though we would go to church and sing older hymns and we would say fairly old liturgical language stuff, when we talked about what that meant, um, there was still a fair bit of openness in it. Even to a degree of um, openness to LGBT people, openness to expressions of sexuality, although I will say we didn't talk about that, but um, had we gone there, it wasn't sort of a, um, you know, watch what you do kind of message that I was receiving. Um, there, was, there was openness there. And so I think that's probably what kept me in the church. Um, mm -hmm at least from my home life and uh, my experience of growing up in the little Lutheran congregation that I grew up in, in Victoria, BC. Um, I will say that there, I don't know what your experience of, um, of BC is, but there's probably a real openness to just all kinds of expressions of faith and spirituality to the point that um, Christianity doesn't come across as dominant as it might more on the prairies that I've found that a little bit more coming East, moving East. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And so it's true that kids didn't go to church as much, my school chums, um, but they weren't necessarily saying, well, what church do you go to or what's your spirituality? It was just like not something that was talked about openly in, in many ways. Um, and the draw to it for me to stay with it was that um, there was a level of acceptance and affirmation of gifts in the community that I was a part of. Um, it, it sort of, I, I love music. So there was um, lots of opportunity for music there. I love deep conversation and there was some opportunity for that. Um, mm. albeit sort of, uh, I would be talking with people who are much older than me usually at church um, because there weren't that many kids. But uh, I would say one of the stretching pieces, um, when I was a young adult, uh, I was a student at University of Victoria. Um, I had a part-time job and I met somebody there who invited me to their Baptist youth service for a year and I played in the Baptist youth band. And um, that was kind of eye-opening for me in terms of um, engaging what I would say now is a more fundamentalist perspective. Mm -hmm. And um, people were welcoming and they enjoyed 
what I contributed in terms of music stuff to the band and um, and the music part was fun, but the theological pieces started to make me um, ask some questions. And, um, and so when I eventually went to seminary, part of what I said in my statement as to, you know, why, why am I drawn to pursuing this kind of life or these kinds of studies was I, I said, all right, to, um, to combat fundamentalism was some of where. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So um, why, 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 why a Christian? Why stay a, um, a Christian? I mean, those things you mentioned about the church, I mean, that's a church. You can find that in lots of places, you know, that sort of acceptance and everything. And these days, Christianity has the image of not being that in many ways. So there's a lot of forces upon us um, saying, well, you know, don't be Christian anymore. Mm. Um, and, and so why specifically, what is it about Christianity that draws you to in, you know, is there, is there anything, what, what, what makes these other churches not a social club is, as you said, um, Gwen, or, or what are those, what are those ideals of Christianity specifically, not the church that, that you'd mentioned, Tyler? I actually, I mean, I tried not to be Christian hmm. for a while. Um, I think when I hit my twenties, I really wanted to be an atheist. I wanted to be a real rational person. And um, if I hadn't had, I think the life, the spiritual experiences I'd had, I think I might've succeeded at that, but I couldn't because my experiences were true. So um, I shuffled along trying not to be Christian, but having one foot in it for, <laughs> for like 10 years. Uh, and that was made possible for me. Partly, um, I took a, a religion studies class with Carl Ridd at the University of Winnipeg that allowed me to see a very different approach to faith and, and to Christianity in particular. And, uh, and then I was involved with the student Christian movement, the SCM, for years and years, and arguably still am in some ways. But that allowed so much room for exploration um, that I, I was able to say, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to try out this like Wiccan style ceremony and we're going to go learn from some others. And I got exposed to Lutheran uh, and Anglican ways. Didn't get them. <laughs> um, uh, it had a strong United Church influence, the SCM. And so I got exposed to all that and I was able to sort of stay partly in it without having to say, yes, I'm in, um, I was able to be on the margins of Christianity, which is where I was comfortable um, at that time, and maybe still think that that's a very good place to be. Um, I'm not sure that, I didn't get to answering your question, but I want to hear what Tyler says, so. <laughs> um, so why Christianity over atheism or any other tradition, eh? Um, I, I won't deny the comfort piece. Uh, it's something that's familiar. Um, that that's part of um, what I've grown up with. Um, and so there's that. Um, I think when you get to the nuts and bolts of Jesus's life and who he lived with and who he went out to, 
um, that resonates for me too now in terms of justice oriented work. And um, I, I don't know other ways that delve into that the same way when you start talking spiritual practice and, um, and cultural um, backgrounds that lead to movements like Hinduism and Buddhism and Sikhism and all the rest. Um, so, I mean, I, I think Jesus is somebody that, that fits for me that way. So there, there's two pieces for me, and this is why I ask of you, because I'm, I'm curious where it comes from for you. One piece is that sense of incarnation, right? And, and it's not unique to Christianity, but, but Christianity at its best, I think, holds up that idea of there's something sacred in, in the material world, in this world, right? It's not, at its worst, somehow Christianity has become a religion of the next world, which is really ironic to me, because it, it does seem like it in the gospels it's like here's what holiness looks like in this world here's what god looks like in this world and so that that incarnation piece is huge to me um but you, you do get that in other religions and, and 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 in good wonderful ways the piece that also makes christianity step out for me and, and this similarly ties into what you were saying there tyler is that uh the, the, the practice by which to encounter it or, or where we uniquely encounter, where, where Christianity emphasizes we uniquely encounter it is not in the beautiful, not in the wonderful, not in the lovely, not in the easy, but Christianity to me uniquely says, you want to encounter God or you want to encounter the sacred and know that it's sacred? Well, if you can encounter it in suffering, then you know you're actually encountering sacredness. You're not just encountering your own ego. You're encountering um, something really, truly holy. And so that's where the Christian spiritual practice, and I, I've said this before, of, of encountering the suffering comes in. Like that, 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 that to me is the unique Christian practice is uh, go to where there is suffering, because that's where you'll meet God and know that it's God, not just a pat on the back from your own ego. For me, I think what really drew me in was that something new, a new religion, felt kind of like avoidance, mm. where I needed to look the history, not just of Christianity, but of the Western world, right? Um, and that all fitted together. I needed to look that in the face. And when I happened... I. It was probably 29 or 30. I started attending churches, seeing if maybe I wanted to go back to church and thinking, oh, maybe I didn't. And I really wanted to be a Quaker, ideologically speaking. And it just didn't happen. I ended up getting sucked into an Anglican church. And part of the reason was that uh, there was a lot of um, Indigenous influence in, in the particular church I went into. And at that time, they were finally facing, I guess, the legacy of the residential schools. And the fact that uh, that you could holy and sacred, I think it is. That's what I do for my restorative time. But that's kind of easy, you know. And, and and not that religion or Christianity has to be hard, but the way we confirm, like the confirmation that it's not just because there's a lot of things that are pretty easy that we can say, oh, there's God, or there's holiness, or there's what is good. Um, yeah, we can convince ourselves of anything, but when we do it in the challenging stuff, 
then suddenly, ah, I, I think we're touching something a little more true. Now I want to ask you about uh, what, what you think about other faiths, but we're out of time for today. So thank you. Uh, I, I really appreciated hearing that from you and talking about those things. Yeah, thanks. Um, if you're okay with it, we'll close with a blessing. And given that I'm talking about delving into facing the tradition, <laughs> I'll give a, um, a very traditional uh, standard blessing from the Anglican um, faith practice. The peace that passes all understanding, keep your heart and mind in the knowledge and love of God and of Jesus Christ and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and evermore. Amen.